0: Welcome to Head Change, the podcast all about positive personal growth and intentional living. At the intersection of culture and faith. The goal? To help you live life like never before. And now, your host, author, speaker, and hero award winning humanitarian, James L. Clark. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to podcast 0001, <laughs> episode one. Why am I laughing? I'm laughing because the concept of doing it as 0001 with the four zeros in front of it is perhaps just a little bit of foreshadowing of my hopes of doing at least 1000 podcasts. When I was researching about podcasting, because I'm relatively new to this, I was approached by some folks who said, Hey, we really think you should do a podcast. You've got great speaking ability. We really love your message. And we think that you could produce a product that would really reach people and have an impact in society above and beyond what you're already doing. And I thought, you know, that's not a bad idea. I mean, I've done a bunch of other mediums, you know, I've done the typical route. I've done the books, the speaking engagements. I've got followers on social media and so forth, but I'd never done a podcast. That's sort of funny because um, I try to think of myself as being somebody who's up on the trends, but uh, I'm just now in 2015, towards the end of the year, dang near 2016, finally dipping my toe in the podcast water. And it's amazing how many people are out there. I mean, there are just a ton of different podcasts on every type of topic and genre and interest you could possibly want. So I know ultimately that I'm competing with a lot of people out there for your ear time. And I appreciate you even taking the time to listen to me right now. But the question becomes, why would you want to listen to me? I mean, how do I convert you from a casual listener who goes, Oh, I wonder what that is to somebody who actually is invested and wants to learn from this podcast. And I suppose, I guess it's just like anything else, man. Really, ultimately, I have to sort of sell you on it, right? I have to say, this is why you want to listen. These are the benefits. Okay, so what is that? Um, well, do I need to tell you about me first? Uh, right. So that's the that's the dichotomy. On one side, I have to sell you and tell you who I am. And on the other side, I don't really want to tell you who I am because then I sound like a braggart. So I'm going to apologize right now. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself in just a minute. And that way you can sort of make a quasi-informed decision on whether or not I have anything to offer to you and what you might be able to benefit from it. Because as you know, if if you're involved in business at all, and I've ran businesses, I'm a a serial entrepreneur and I really enjoy starting and running businesses. So if you've written copy right, which is all part of the branding and marketing concept, you know, and part of advertising, you probably know that you want to say the word you and "your" a hell of a lot more than you want to say I and me. When I'm talking to you, I'm conscious of that because I don't want to be like, so I did this and I did that and me, 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 because eventually I just sound like an idiot. Yet at the same time, like I said earlier, that's a weird dichotomy because if I don't tell you about me, you don't know who I am. So you're like, well, who is the guy? Why should I possibly invest my time listening to him? And at the same time, I have to be, again, I have to be very conscious of the reality that it's all about you. This podcast is about you. Everything I'm doing right now is about you, the listener, and how I can connect with you and how the information I'm sharing can resonate and benefit you. And we get a, you know, win-win situation. I'm able to talk to more people and affect greater change and I become every day a better leader than I was yesterday and more successful every day than I was yesterday, which is my ethos and will be until the day I die, I think you really should be working every day to try to become better today than you were yesterday and to impact and influence and help people today more than you did yesterday. That, to me, is what makes people wealthy. So who am I? As you know, my name is James L. Clark. I've written books. I've lived, traveled worked all over the world. You know, I've got the postgraduate degrees that everybody told you you had to get. So, you know, I dropped out of high school in the 10th grade, something I'm actually quite proud of and got a GED as, uh, as Chris Rock jokingly calls it a good enough diploma. What you're saying? I can make up four years in four hours. Sign me up, dude. And I did. Uh, and then I joined the military to me. High school was sort of this weird, I don't know, microcosm of society that didn't seem to reflect reality at all. Right. If you had the assaults that I saw growing up in high school happen on a daily basis, half the people you knew would be in jail. You know what I mean? Because you can't get away with that stuff. And yet high school, when I was growing up, it happened all the time. It just was weird. You know, people picked on each other and uh, everybody was worried about what clothes they were wearing, uh, who was sleeping with who. And I mean, I guess uh, to some degree that is, it's a magnification of a, a microcosm of what is society, but these are really superficial things. Think about the people you went to high school with. Hell, you may be in high school now, look around you, everybody that was like really popular the, the there's a very small percentage of those people that I see as what I would classify as being successful. And that's not me sliding anybody, but I certainly wouldn't put them into that category of what I see as legitimate success. Uh, statistically, the people in high school, you wouldn't have thought were going to be the most successful are. It's it's amazing. I am so, so happy for the people who were picked on in high school, the lower class, the people for, who were marginalized, the people who were considered nerds, these guys are rolling in it. and I'm so happy for them and their families. I mean, I've seen some of the guys that I knew in high school who they've done very well for themselves. I'm very proud of them. And they weren't, they weren't the people you thought that was going to happen to, to get off the high school thing. Uh, I was only touching base on that for a minute because I dropped out and I probably would have been one of the guys that people said, ah, oh, that guy's never going to be anywhere. Look at him, It's a dropout. He'll never amount to anything. Well, I have the postgraduate degrees. I still got them, even though I didn't have a high school diploma. I went back later on as a mature student and worked my butt off studying what I thought would be of value to me, something of interest to me, not something that my parents told me to go do, not something my counselor told me to go do. That was after serving for quite a few years in the military, both on active duty and in the reserves. And I stayed in for a long time in the military, but I went back and the military helped pay for that. that something I earned, right? The GI Bill. That was part of it, man. And a lot of the guys that I served in with who came post 9 11, these guys are in fantastic shape. They can literally go study whatever they want to study. But the question is, what do you study, right? I have these degrees. So what? So what? I can tell you unequivocally that for me, my ability to be successful in life had absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I had some letters after my name. So having a master's in business administration, something I had been told for years would be the end all be all of learning business really, in my opinion, turned out to not be. I spent a lot of money spending time in classroom with people who were professors who had never ran a business ever in their entire life. And very few of them had ever actually worked other than in academia. And that's a very different job than working in industry. It's a very different job than starting out in the copy room or the mail room and working your way up to being a CEO. Now, I want to learn from people who have done what I want to do. I want to learn from people who have done their, been that and got the multiple t-shirts. Those are the people that inspire me. Those are the people that I want to buy their products, their books and go to their seminars. Those are the people that have something to offer me largely beyond the scope of theory. And that's a big problem today. People spend a lot of money learning theory. Over the years, I know, man, I have bought and read countless biographies and books on individual achievement, leadership, relationships, NLP and influence and persuasion, business, which includes marketing and organizational development and organizational sociology, strategic planning. I've read books on religion and philosophy. I mean, Jeremy Bentham, one of my favorite men, Reed Bentham concept of everything we do being based on pleasure and pain, I think was such a major revelation. And, and to me it had a huge impact and a a profound impact on my thinking process. And I think Thomas Jefferson had said once that if anything was going to make him go bankrupt, it would have been his library. (laughs) And I get that because I have thousands of books that I've brought with me all around the world. So every time I move to another country, I'll stay there for a little while and I'll bring my books with me this time. Everything was in a container like a big 40 foot shipping container. And that included of all the books that came with our boxes that came with me. The majority of boxes were full of books. I kid you not. And I don't know if that's a good financial decision, quite honestly, but I get why he said something like that. I mean, look at Thomas Jefferson, man, the library of Congress was started by Jefferson. His entire book collection is in the library of Congress. He donated it to the library of Congress. It was the start of the library of Congress. If you go to the library of Congress, online, it's called Thomas for a reason. Thomas Jefferson. I really respect that because I think books are so critically important. You'll hear me say critically important a lot because I think there are a lot of things that are important and they have varying degrees. Important, eh? not so important, maybe important, critically important as in spend time with that seriously. But not only do I have a massive library, I've spent a lot of money doing courses online and off, I've attended scores of those very expensive seminars. You know the one I'm talking about or the ones I'm talking about. You get the email. It's really hyped up and you go and you spend a lot of cash and the whole time you're there, it's all about raise your hand if so-and-so get to yes. Raise your hand if so-and-so do you agree with, they get you excited. And I end up walking out of those things many, many times feeling like nothing more than a motivated moron. In other words, I didn't get any tools. I didn't learn any skills. I spent all this money to get a pitch for another program, for another seminar, for a mentoring program, they just keep you on this treadmill. You're like the self self help treadmill, like a, like a an animal. What do they call this? Uh, I know you're thinking. You're ahead of me. Um, what is it? It's uh, they're on a uh, hamster hamster wheel. That's it. Can you believe that? It took me a second for my brain to pull that out. You're on this hamster wheel of self help over and over and over again, doing the same thing. And we know that's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, trying to get different results. That's what a lot of these seminars are like. And I don't want to be a motivated moron. I don't want to walk out and be excited and enthusiastic and ready for change, but then not be able to do it because that motivation quickly wears off. It exhausts itself unless it's partnered with positive action that produces positive results. Right now you can be motivated. And then when you see the results, because you've put things into action, Boom, you're like motivated again, right? And that's that that extra crack fix you get, man. That's that uh, little bit of heroin that you get that is healthy, right? Because crack and heroin are not healthy. So metaphorically speaking, you get this high, but then you have something that comes out of it, a return on that investment that is so much more valuable than just a little bit of theory, right? You have to apply that theory and take action. Action is far more important than contemplating over and over again what you might do. So you don't want to be like that. I spent most of my life, a huge chunk of my life, pursuing and collecting the wrong things. Okay. Or worse, listening to the wrong people. I'm embarrassed that I bought into a lot of the lies and I chased the so-called accomplishments that society told me were important. Because in the end, when I got them, they were empty, man. They were worthless and hollow. They meant nothing. Do you really think you need a postgraduate degree to be an accomplished person? Well, not unless it's directly related to what you're doing. Why have it? What's that old joke, right? Uh, I have a liberal arts degree. Would you like fries with that? Unless that liberal arts degree opened up the doors you wanted to open up in your life. Why spend the money on it? Look at Matt Damon's character in Good Will Hunting. You got to love that little part where he tells the guy that you spent over a hundred thousand on something you could have gotten a couple dollars in late fees at the public library. And the guy, of course, talked a little crap back. Yeah, but you'll still be sell- selling fries or serving fries to my kids as we're on our way to our skiing trip or whatever. Whatever that script was, you get the concept. Well, the truth of the matter is that guy, that character, it was validly put. He's nobody to act like that, okay? You don't need a degree to get ahead unless that degree directly relates to what you're trying to accomplish. Keep that in mind do your research before you spend the money. Some degrees are important. Some degrees are a necessity. For example, you can't just go practice medicine. If you're not studying medicine, you have to, right? That's just the reality of it. I mean, even lawyers used to be lawyers could go spend time with lawyers and then take the bar. You can't do that. Um, Well, maybe there's a couple states that you still may be able to do that. I don't know. I haven't done any research on it recently, but the truth of the matter is you just really don't see that anymore, right? You go to law school for three years full-time or four years part-time and they teach you how to take the bar. And that's a big part of it, right? They teach you how to study. They teach you how to research. They teach you how to take the bar. They don't really teach you how to become litigators. I didn't learn how to litigate until I went and spent time in front of a court. And that took, it took learning the process. It took, it took me time to figure out how to do motions and that kind of thing, right? Law school didn't teach me that. I can promise you law school didn't teach me how to litigate. And, and most of the people I know who went to law school, they, they say the same thing. That doesn't mean that you can't you know, benefit from going to law school because ultimately if you want to take the bar, you had better go to law school to a school that's recognized so they'll let you take the bar. That's just the nature of it, right? All that to say, I'm not suggesting you don't get a degree. I'm not suggesting that degrees can't be of value, but they are often not of value. What you study matters and how that studying relates to your goals and your successes is far more important than randomly getting a degree so you can throw a piece of paper up on the wall. I had to figure out most of this on my own. I mean, I like, like I said, read the books, been to the seminars. But it took trial and error for me to sort of figure out my mistakes. I made a lot of them. I wasted a lot of money. You know, until eventually I sought out mentors and coaches. When I did that, when I sought out people that I wanted to emulate, when I started reading biographies on people that I wanted to emulate, that's when things really started to change. That's when I started to spend a lot more time volunteering and developing nations. And that's when, quite frankly... I experienced the head change that I'm wanting to give to people who listen to this podcast, head change. I want people to get to a point where they have an epiphany or something, just a little kernel of it, means something to them. And then on top of that, start giving tools, direct tools, real skills that you can apply. Again, not just the theory. You know, I spent most of my time and well into my adult years, well into my adult years, with no idea how to get where I wanted to get. You know, I kept checking the accomplishment boxes, man. Check, 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 check. And for everyone that I managed to knock out, I still didn't quite find myself closer to being the man that I really felt I was supposed to be. I can tell you, if you're trying to get rich quick, I'm not the guy for you. I can show you how to become wealthy, but I'm not going to show you how to get rich quick. Honestly, it's the scourge of mankind these days. You can make a million tonight. You can make a million tomorrow. You will make six figures by doing X. You know, I bought into it too, man. I really did for a while. Money is such a joke. Money is just a tool. It's nothing special. And the sooner you learn that, the better off you're going to be, because ultimately money is going to be the bane of your existence. If that's all you try to go after, nobody has ever died. And listen, I've been there with people have taken their last breath. No one has ever said, I wish I just spent a few more hours working just a few more hours, or I wished I'd put a few more dollars in the bank because at the end of your life, what are you going to do with that money other than to give it away? It's just going to go into probate. And somebody in your family is going to fight over it unless your will is very clear. Or you're going to donate it. Now, if you're building money and wealth so you can give it to somebody to help them, I get it. But that should be an ancillary thing. It shouldn't be your main goal in life, right? Few people are like that. Few people are so altruistic that they're going to spend their entire life working so they can give it away to somebody else. Most of the time, we want a nice mix between the two. We, we want to be able to give away and give our time and love people and help them succeed. And at the same time, there, there is a benefit associated with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean... I think there's something laudable about having that nice mixture between those two, as opposed to working purely to put more dollars in the bank. If that's all you spend your time on, honestly, you're the epitome of having a full bank account and an empty life. And you don't want to be like that, I'm telling you. And even worse these days, we're living in an increasingly selfie-centered world. I don't know where I heard that. Somebody said it somewhere. Selfie-centered as opposed to self-centered. And I like that because it sort of epitomizes what's going on today. We are so concerned on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram these days about getting likes, man, when you die, do you really think what's going to come out of your mouth is wished I'd worked a couple more hours, wished I had a few more dollars in the bank. Oh, I wished I had a few more likes on that Instagram photo. That's just not life, man. That is an illusion. You, you are literally getting sucked into something of no value at that point. Nobody is going to care about that. And we're really starting to see that selfie-centered world encroach upon the self-help industry or the entrepreneurial industry. I see it a lot these days. Uh, we're sort of inundated by the illusion of celebrity and the illusion of best-selling authors who claim to have cracked the success code, well, ironically, while they're still in their 20s. I mean, I, I think that's incredible if that was true. But very few of them really, truly offer anything beyond what I've been talking about. They don't offer a lot beyond the theory. Get up early in the morning and uh, work really hard. Yeah, okay, well, people have been doing that for generations. It's not an epiphany for you to say to me, hey, get up before 8 o'clock because it's going to be the best day you ever had and then work harder for an extra couple hours. Really? Zig Ziglar said that, you know, 40 years ago. My point is, is there's a lot of these people who are just regurgitating. and, And in truth, you'll hear me probably regurgitate facts too. My goal is to somewhat consolidate those theories and consolidate those things and then on top of that, say, well, this is how you should do it. This is how you should actually put it into your life. Because again, without action, it doesn't matter. The reality of what a lot of these people are telling us though, you know, these celebrities and bestselling authors and the get rich quick folks, these people are telling us all these things we should do and somehow suggesting that that's going to lead to joy, happiness, and contentment. It doesn't. Often, like I alluded to before, It's just this cleverly disguised rabbit trail that's designed to keep us running on a self-help hamster wheel to get us to where we're buying the material instead of unplugging and moving forward. I guess, honestly, I should really start wrapping this up because this isn't really the podcast. This is sort of just an intro of me rambling on about who I am and why I'm doing this. (laughs) So I'm probably losing people right now where they're like, my God, why would I listen to this man? You know, it really did take me a long time to understand at least to me, what really matters in life. And trust me when I tell you this, it's just not what you've been told. It's not the work. It's not the money. It's not the certificates that you hang on your wall. It's not the titles you bear. It's not the things that you own or possess. I promise you those things will come to possess you more than you will them. It's not being an entrepreneur or building an empire and definitely not one that can boast the seven figure income on their website under the auspices of accountability every month. All right. That's just a marketing employee, man. That's not really about accountability. That's a bragging right. Look at me. Look how big I've got. Look at what we're doing. Everything we're doing works. And then you listen to me and you're like, really? You're not saying anything that's unique to me. You're not really giving me any of the tools, man. It's all about, again, selling you to the next thing. And I, and I get that that's part of business. So I'm not 100% against that. I just want you as the person listening, you as the person investing your time and your money to really question it, question me, question them, question everything I want you to spend your money and your time wisely. I may not be the right guy to listen to for you. I may not be the guy that you should be turning, you know, your podcast on and putting your your earphones in. I may not be that guy. I mean, if I have anything to offer you, take it and apply it and move on with your life in a positive direction. If I don't dismiss it, ignore it and move on in a positive way to your life. You know, this isn't me trying to be a jerk to these people who are out there doing these things. It's me simply saying, don't be a slave to capitalism or consumerism. And definitely avoid the collective narcissism and the sense of entitlement that's so rampant these days. I submit to you that your success isn't even really about you. I know that's probably a questionable thing to say, but I don't think it's even about you. I don't think it's really about me. You know, Danny Thomas, the founder of St. Jude's Children's Hospital, he said better than I ever could. He said, success has nothing to do with what you gain in life or you accomplish for yourself. It's what you do for others. So it's not surprising then that in almost all cases, people can trace their successes or their failures directly to either the way they frame the world around them or the quality of the relationships. So the way you frame the world around you or the quality of your relationships, I think those are critically important, but I can tell you this, that I chased money for a long time. Being rich with gold is not the same as being rich in spirit. I think the latter is a worthy goal. The former is not. And I wasn't really truly wealthy in my life until I began investing in people. Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. So I think that's a critical message. I think that's an important message. I think that's a message you should listen to. If you want to change your life, care about people around you. I think when you start doing that, you suddenly start to develop the relationships that are required for success. I've got some really exciting podcasts coming up with some really good interviews and some great information. So until next time, keep your head up. Stay focused, stay disciplined, and treat others the way you want to be treated. Because that, my friends, is the key to success. Thanks for listening to Head Change with author, speaker, and hero award-winning humanitarian James L. Clark. Please visit jameslclark.com for more resources. And follow James at twitter.com slash jameslclark. for a change? Want to implement a fail-safe system to ensure you reach your goals? Join James today on a life-changing journey. Through his mentoring program, you'll learn how to live intentionally, develop a plan for personal growth, and design your new lifestyle. Visit jameslclark.com or call toll-free 1-877-JL-CLARK. That's 1-877-552-5275.